And welcome back, weirdos. This is episode 16 of the Weird Austin podcast. We have a very special guest here today. Actually, an old friend has stopped by the studio. And uh, that man is Eric Munoz. How are you doing today? Oh my god, I'm so, so honored that that you would say I'm such an old friend. It makes me feel like my age, that number is does matter. Uh, it's just, it hurts me every time I hear it. Well, yeah, man, we, we go way back. We went to New York City together. Oh my god, those were the days. Yeah. Uh, I'll take I'll take that back any day. Yeah, I know. I know. Good times. All, all these mortgages and bills, oh my goodness. Right, adulting is hard. It's so difficult. Why didn't they tell us this? You know, they tried. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't listen. Why Why would we? When did we yeah. ever? No, I know. That is what it is. I can't be mad at it. Mm-hmm. I got to, I got everything going for me. It's, that's what I tell myself to get up in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, how you been, man? What's going oh, on? Oh, man. It's, you know, same old, same old. It's waking up, going to work, taking care. I got a family now, so that's fun. Oh, uh, congrats. You know, Thank you, I appreciate it. That's that's the only reason I say it, so people can congratulate me. <laughs> there's no other benefit to it at all. Uh, it's just they take your money, and then if I can get the one person that's like, "Hey, you did it! Congratulations!" I'm like, ah, "It was worth it. <laughs> I'll enjoy it." You help others survive. Good job. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing the bare minimum that we ask of you. So. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Well, uh, I, what, what prompted the uh, the invitation here? Oh you know, you... man, I I was so excited to learn that um, that you you've been doing this podcast for a while, for for a long time, and I I didn't catch on to it until uh, I'm gonna date myself this on this as well. I didn't get Spotify until like a few months ago because my <laughs> my wife was like, man, I've been listening to Spotify for years. I'm like, well, Spotify, what is what is that? Until then, I've been listening to, like podcasts on YouTube or Podbean, right? And uh, I got on, I got onto Spotify, and uh, for some reason, I don't know what it is, because everything's connected nowadays. It's like, oh, you're friends with Justin Laney on Facebook. Well, why don't you check this out? And I was like, all right, Dog Dog seems it's a fun little production thing. I'll take a look at it. And it was your podcast. And I was like, oh, yes, <laughs> the system works. It's <laughs> incredible. I was like, no way. <laughs> and uh, I listened to the the first episode. On Spotify is, uh, I think it's, uh, if I can remember, it's Mad Dog. I think he puts a song out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, keep it going, right? I just pulled it up. Yeah, keep it going. I remember listening to that. I was like, oh, it was really nice. And then I listened to the your first the first podcast with uh, Ronald, right? Yep. Yes, yeah. Sir. And it was good. I loved it. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. And so I looked into it and I checked the date. It was like 2017. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, he's been putting this out for a while. And so I felt bad because I was like I, – I thought I might have seen it on Facebook. I might have skipped it, might have looked past it or something. But uh, no, Spotify was just like, hey, did, you know, you listen to all these other podcasts. Check this one out. And uh, I did. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy everything you've put out. You've been doing it for, for a solid while too. Yeah, a couple of hiatuses in the middle there. But uh, you know, it's, a, <laughs> it's definitely a passion project and I enjoy yeah. doing it. It's hard. It, there's no, there's no getting around it. It's, it's. I've done my. The reason why I wanted to come on in the first place was because I've. I uh, well, one to pick your brain on it to see how you do with it. But I've been. I've done a few podcasts. You know, back in college when I first got there, I started a uh, a podcast with a bunch of people. Uh, it and it fell off. It just didn't work. Because you know, when you start it, it's something a passion project. Like you said, start something new like this. It's hard to kind of get in the groove and to kind of understand 
this is what I need to do. I need to do, you know, structure it this way, lead them this way. And uh, I'm sure, you know, as a host, it's unbelievably difficult to kind of guess and assume where the people you have on are going to go. You know, you, you don't know the kind of people you're getting, even with all the research you do, you can't really understand somebody if you're just bringing on a random person, you know? Right. Yeah, no, I get that. And it's uh, it, it was definitely I uh, very hard in the beginning at Texas State because I wanted to do, you know, first off, friends, group of people that I enjoyed and that worked for a little while. But about three months in, <laughs> you get you get the one random person in your friend group that happens to be a secret racist. And they just <laughs> let it they let it all out on the podcast. You're like, oh, no, <laughs> my, my closest one of my closest, my brother, who happens to be black, is sitting across the room looking at me like, what have you done and that's that was the end of that one we, you don't recover from that so i've done i've done like three or four podcasts in the past and uh now i'm working on i'm working on a whole new slew of different podcast projects and i thought well you know it's it's it'd be nice to jump on one and be a be a guest for once and your podcast was just it was it was it was lovely i love the way you're doing it you're speaking to the people of austin you're talking about so many subjects you're having a good time and especially in a lot of your earlier ones when it was just a good group of your friends i really i really enjoyed the kind of the vibe you guys were putting off on that one we appreciate that actually uh ron does want to make a uh, a reappearance here he uh oh good yeah yeah we we worked at a at a, a store together and then once i switched uh we switched jobs we kind of saw each other less but um yeah, I'll catch him every now and then, man. And he's a, I don't know if you could tell, but he's definitely an anarchist, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and definitely loves to rock the boat, um, which I love. Uh, I've never told uh, anybody on my podcast that they're wrong because um, I want them to explain themselves. I mean, if you wholeheartedly believe something, you, you probably have a reason for believing that idea, you know, so explain yourself, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was the... the I think one comment that you made in the last one, I think it was 14, the one you did with Elijah. Mm-hmm. I really liked that one. Elijah sounded like just such a great guy. But you great said dude. something that I was like, oh, look at this, Justin, bring in, the, bring in the, the heat. And I think it was like everyone matters and has a story to tell. And I was like, this guy, mm-hmm. he knows he knows what he's doing. And I, I mean, like you said, with Ron, it, it may not have meshed well with him personally, like if I was one-on-one with him, but – I, I appreciated what you did and how you, you let people come on and show the side of them that maybe they don't get to show a lot or maybe they show a lot and they want to explain why. And that's – I think that makes a great a great solid podcast. Well, thank you, Eric. Well, enough yeah. about me. Let's talk about you. Oh, what a shame. I was hoping to knock out just a full hour on you, my man. <laughs> you, do, you do that every episode. You're just like, all right, I'm done here. Let's just – let's focus on this guy. <laughs> Pass the buck, you know. <laughs> I can't be mad at it. I like I like the direction you're going. Uh, no, I just uh, I I'm I, I really wanted to come on because I I think the, the the amount of people that listen to your podcast really kind of need to hear uh, a little more calming things in these trying times. I don't know mm. when when you publish these things or when they come out, but as it stands right now, uh, uh, America's been going through a lot. Oh yeah, it's been it's yeah. been trying and. I've been noticing a lot, even with myself, like my anxiety levels are through the roof. Everything and every day has just been um, – it's more difficult to watch the people 
uh, you know, especially in our area, as people of Texas, people of the world kind of just fall apart, just kind of fade further from each other and humanity. And um, I think the people that listen to your podcast, they come on and they, they listen to it to kind of bring bring back some normality and kind of relax a little bit, you know, kind of take a backseat to what what's really going on to just kind of enjoy what you bring and the people that you have on. And I kind of wanted to, to be, if I could just be a little spark of that, you know, just kind of be like, Oh, that was, that was fun. That was nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, not to, not to sound conceited. Cause now that I'm thinking back on it, what I just said sounded so arrogant. My God, like, <laughs> who am I? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I, uh, that, and I just wanted to, I feel like, uh, I feel like you don't, you you don't speak enough on yourself. You're such an interesting person that you I mean, and they've tried. I've heard other people try on your show, and they you you dodge them left and right. Uh, I think you should you should speak more on you because you you've got one hell of a past yourself, my man. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm an open book. Uh, you know, um, I uh, I have ADHD, and uh, anybody who's ever met me can 100% confirm that. Uh, so I don't. You know, I don't hide anything. I just kind of let it all hang loose. And, uh, you know, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you know, hey, I still want to be friends. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, and I know uh, not not so much back when we were, you know, hanging out when we were smaller. But you you, you knew how to talk. You, you knew how to make friends and be around people. But I think back then people just didn't – they didn't really know how to deal with people like us, people that were <laughs> outgoing and outspoken and really really enjoyed other people's company. I think it was yeah. it was a little bit harder for us back back then than it is now because back then they were like oh they they don't have any issues they're just hyperactive kids they eat too much sugar that's <laughs> that's what my that's what my doctor used to tell my mom oh he's gonna have diabetes eat too much sugar he's too he's too hyper get that kid out of here so. and then they force feed you concerta and Ritalin yeah <laughs> you wake up the next morning just drool all over your face like I don't I don't feel right at all but it's <laughs> It's what they wanted us to take. So, what are we supposed to do? Yes. If I if I can ask, because you know I've started to see more more and more people that you know we grew up with, uh, people that you know were friends with us or in our circles, um, being diagnosed with ADHD and and you know PTSD and all these different things. Anxiety, of course, is just a just common staple. Before it was a serious issue that people couldn't understand but now it seems like everybody has it how do you how do you cope with it you know every day every day just knowing that people at least on my end if i tell people that i have anxiety it immediately turns into like i have the plague like they're Mm. oh no oh no i'm so sorry it's not not something to be sorry about i just need you to be aware of this situation might send me into a panic attack I just, you know, just giving you a heads up. Don't don't freak out if I say, "Hey, I can't breathe. Give me a second. You know, right? Uh, how do you how do you deal with the, the everyday fact of maybe you tell somebody you have ADHD and they're just like, "Oh no, I'm so sorry." Um, so like you said, uh, when you're younger, it's uh, it's more difficult to express yourself and to explain how you're feeling and uh, you know just letting people know what's going on in your head. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember, you know, looking back at, at older report cards and seeing, you know, Justin's a distraction and, uh, you know, a bright kid, but 
won't shut up, you know, which is kind of one of the reasons I started a podcast, because I figured, you know, if I'm a motor mouth, I might as well try and make a fan base <laughs> off of it. Um, I, I guess you got to lean into what makes you different, honestly. I don't I don't think, uh, I don't think ADHD is, um, you know, a crippling thing such as, like, uh, you know, depression or bipolar. You know, I mean, those can, can really affect uh, your drive. Um, I mean, I'm sure you know anxiety can stop you in your tracks. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've, I've had, you know, some bouts of anxiety and, and depression in the past, but, um, you know, I always kind of, I always tell people this, um, I've never wanted to stop being, but sometimes I want to stop being me. And the older I get, the less that happens, you know, the, the, the more confident I am in myself, the more happy I am with the things I've accomplished. And, um, y- you know, you just kind of start finding a flow with, with your circle, um, and I mean, you know, I, I work at a pawn shop. I do sales uh, every single day, and I write loans every single day. And uh, sometimes it's it's a little difficult to be sympathetic with people, you know, because you'll see someone walk in with uh, a wedding ring, and they'll pull off their, you know, their finger, and um, you know, you feel awful, you know, and you start writing the loan, and then you see they've done this like six times, you know. So you're like, wow, like either a there's some sort of situation that you can't escape. And I hope that you're not doing it to yourself, you know, or B, maybe this isn't the best place to continue to keep going. You know, maybe uh, reach out to a family member or something like that for some financial help, you know, and if you don't have that, I mean, I'm glad that we're there for you. But, you know, so when stuff like that goes through my mind, um, you just got to kind of remember like, okay, (laughs) you need to be uh, sympathetic and you need to be helpful. You know, and uh, in the in the beginning, you know, those are some of my thoughts. And as I've been there almost two years now, uh, I've been, you know, I got better at it, better at it. And uh, I'm currently the number one uh, salesman in all of Central Texas. I mean, my first month I did twenty seven thousand dollars in sales. But, wow. Uh, wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just I just listen to people. You know, I just try and um, hear their story. I mean, just like the podcast. I mean, I just try and bring everything that I have to the table with me everywhere I go. And, uh, you know, sometimes I'm, I'm not the best. I'm sure my close friends and, and, uh, my lady can tell you, I don't always listen. Uh, I'm all, you know, I, I'm not always, uh, as focused on, uh, what I need to be, but, uh, you know, I don't do it on purpose. You know, it just, it's, uh, the cognitive function and in, in the frontal lobe of my head, you know, and, uh, I, you know, I just ask for people to be patient with me and to understand that, um, you know, I'm, I don't mean to be an asshole, so sorry if it ever comes off that way to anybody, <laughs> uh, you know, but I, I just want you to tell me, you know, also what you're going through so I can be, mm, you know, more uh, knowledgeable so I can make those better choices, if you will. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's very, that's crazy commendable. I'll tell you that much because that's something that uh, I, <laughs> I need to work on myself. I'll tell you that much. Like, like you said in your job profession, you're you're killing it. By the way, congrats on those numbers, my man. Thank you. But it's your scenarios from what you said. You you know you you you're really compassionate towards these people coming in, and and you want to understand them better. And that's I think that's what's going to make you uh, very popular down the line if you keep doing this. I know it's a just a passion project and a side thing now, but just because your your ability to relate to these people and try to understand their mindset that makes you honestly a better host in this in this format but just a better person in general and 
Uh, yeah, I have, to, I have to give it to you because I am I am not that man. I am not the one. <laughs> I am. Not, you know, no, 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 no. I'm not the one. I, uh, if I may, my job profession is I, I drive buses. You know, for the city, and uh, I've been doing that for a little bit now. But you know, every day it's it's somebody something new, someone new. Um, before it was just a random. You know, in the beginning it was a random homeless person coming to me and said, "Hey, can I get a free ride?" Of course. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna say no. That's fine. Um, when you do that to me for a full month, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we have a little bit of a problem in your business right. system. Uh, I, I don't mind helping people. I don't mind uh, being kind and generous. But unlike you, I do not uh, – I am not here for, for your sob stories. <laughs> I am, I'm not here for you to tell me, yeah, my wife kicked me out 20 years ago because I was a drug addict. I'm trying to change my ways now. Um, but these these – Bruises and wounds on my mark. They're not from a needle. Trust me. No, they're not from a needle. I just like to, to pinch myself. I don't need to hear that. What? I hear that. Yeah. I, oh, <laughs> if you want, I got stories for days. But it's you know that's that's how it started. Is just these. My sympathy for people grew at the beginning of this job, and then it faded so fast. <laughs> it wow, was okay. baffling to me how quick I could. I, I like to think myself raised well. You know by. I was pretty much raised by a full, you know, female household. Um, so it, it was very much, you know, respect women, uh, respect your elders, respect, mm-hmm. you know, people. You know, people are precious. Every life is valuable. I still believe that to this day. Um, it's just hard to see value in a life when a life turns to you and says, I don't, I don't care about my life. I don't care about your life. Um, and that's prevalent when you get a knife pulled out on you, when oh. you've got, when you got a gun strapped to somebody's side and they say i'm gonna shoot up this whole bus you know Jesus. Um, <laughs> it's it's in my head had i been more compassionate to these people that would have put me in more danger than in the situation of when the, the gentleman with the gun says hey uh are there any people on this bus that are biden supporters and i turned to look at him as cold faced as i could and say i don't know why don't you ask mm. and he jumped on the bus saw that there was nobody on the bus and jumped right off and walked away. That was the end of it. He didn't turn to me and ask me specifically. He didn't. He didn't pull the gun out of the holster. He didn't do anything erratic. Um, but naturally, if I was if I was genuinely a person that was like, "Hey, why are you doing this, man? Let's talk it out," which I I naturally want to be if I were you know when I host my other podcasts, I'd naturally do that. But in this situation, I've just become so desensitized to everybody that I'm like, "This isn't." This isn't a man I need to worry about. This is not something I need to look into. It's it's gonna go one of two ways. He's gonna move on or he's gonna blast me. That's that's it. I can't change that. So Damn. so that's when I kind of just like, you know, I lost that little that little speck of uh, humanity there for a second. The one that you keep you keep tight. I'm just like, eh, I can do without that. <laughs> I'll be your polar opposite if that's the case. <laughs> hmm. Throwing self-preservation out the window. Hmm. Oh, well, that's. I mean, <laughs> it's it is what it is. It's if you if you try to bring yourself to a point where it's like I I need to focus on, you know, keeping keeping myself safe in this situation or keeping these people safe in this situation, you get too tied up in mm. in your thoughts in those moments, and because of that, it leads to somebody, you know. You, eventually getting stabbed or somebody you know getting hurt or something happening on a bus that shouldn't have you know i've had um 
and it, this was solely my mistake it, early on when it happened is a gentleman was on the bus he had a needle he said he was hiv positive and he was going to stab the lady next to him and wow. he yeah you could tell he was high he was drunk i don't know what all it was um but i heard that the lady couldn't move she was blocked in he was sitting right in the middle she was in the corner uh slammed on the brakes and jumped to the back of the bus as fast as i could to get to her and uh you know he ended up stabbing the lady you know there was there was nothing i could do in that point uh or so i thought and it was it was kind of that was kind of a turning point where i sat there and said you know what i um really shouldn't be so abrasive i shouldn't be so so quick to these actions because had i just kept driving had i had i just said hey look man not my not my business not my problem i'm just letting you know police are going to be here to come get you no matter what you do so just just let you know had i just taken that second to not really act on my emotions Maybe it wouldn't have happened. Maybe it wouldn't have been. And, and ultimately, it was it was okay because she it, he lied. He didn't. He wasn't HIV positive. Uh, you know, she was okay. He he didn't really get stabbed. It was just you know like the, the prim of her pants and her uh, her backpack. And so she was fine. Like even if he was, it didn't touch her. Everything was good. Um, There's a lot of paperwork. I'll tell you that much. But for the most part, it was. Uh, it was okay, so I, I feel like I got very lucky in that situation. But I do. That's that's kind of the original situation that happened to me, where I kind of sat back and I thought, this could have been different if I didn't care so much. And I know it's a hard thing for me to say and a hard thing for people to kind of understand and listen to, um, but I feel like it's an important one uh, for a lot of people because when I acted so so aggressively it it caused that and it could have been a hundred times worse i'm lucky it wasn't again i i think i think god every day it wasn't but it it was essentially my fault so now that's kind of the at least in my work life at least in that situation uh that's kind of the direction i go when it comes to people uh, so it's so it's nice while I'm on a bus and I have to think about those situations that I can listen to your podcast <laughs> and just <laughs> have it playing in the background and just like yeah everybody's everybody's special everyone's got a story and I'm like ah he's right and a guy comes up and he's like I got six machetes and I'm gonna stab you and, all right dude Jesus. Well, what are you what are you gonna do you know it's <laughs> welcome to Texas this is this is how it works now yeah, and you're legally allowed to carry machetes so you're, you're yeah every wrong. everything you want at this point you can have a rabid skunk I, I believe I think was the last law passed I there's a lot of things that we just you're let kidding. slide yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, there was uh, maybe maybe I don't know I have to look into it all I know is that there was a law that just now I think got changed a few few years ago or something like that where you could you could legally have a rabid animal as a pet attack somebody that was not on your property near your property or what you deemed to be your property you didn't even need proof didn't even need to show proof that it was your property you could just have a rabid animal as a pet and teach it to attack somebody to defend what you thought was your property, which is a big issue for the homeless people, the homeless community in Austin. <laughs> was, yeah, <laughs> it was. Uh, it's been it's been a runaround. I mean, of course, fact check me on it, but I think it's been a I think it's it's been 
And they got rid of that law a few years ago. But even then, a few years ago, I mean, it should have been one of the ones we got rid of as soon as we could. Right. But, uh, to the, to that lady, um, did she have a reaction whenever yeah. everything was happening? Yeah. You know, in the moment, we we're taught, and this is, you know, it's great on the, the bus system for Austin itself, is we're taught to be as calm in a situation as possible. And mm-hmm. no matter what the what the, you know, the expression on anyone else's face is never, never show that you're worried or concerned or any issues like that. So when I looked up and I noticed that her face was uh, oddly at ease, like she, she was, <laughs> I, it, it kind of startled me a little bit. So that's why I kind of got the, the kickback is uh, she, I, I think she was shocked initially at what the guy said, but it was kind of like one of those, uh, you know, sitcom TV shows where they break the fourth wall. Like she looked at him, was a little startled, kind of raised her brow a little bit, and then slowly looked at me at the front, like, "Come on!" And I, I don't know, I don't know why. I just took that as an instance to be like, "Oh no, she's in danger! Slam on the brakes, run back there." Uh, <laughs> but other than that, after the situation, she said uh, she was fine. Uh, she doesn't think it, it pierced her, and the paramedics there said no. She was good. Uh, they checked him on the spot. He was clean. Uh, he did. He was. He was shooting up at the time, and uh, you know, as a driver, it's hard to kind of gauge those things at the beginning. To look at somebody and say, "Hey, you're drunk," or "You're high," when somebody just gets on the bus, swipes their card, sits down, and just minds their own business. You know, you don't really see those things. Uh, even though we're supposed to be trained to do that, I, oof, boy, I, uh, I missed that class. That was a rough, <laughs> that was a rough start, but I've gotten better at it now. And, uh, the small little signs are, they're easy to tell. And that's kind of the bonus of kind of putting your emotion aside for people is because you're, you're able to kind of read people a lot better. Now you're able to, uh, see and understand if somebody comes up to you and says, Hey, I'm having a really rough day. I don't have any money. Can I buy a bus pass? They genuinely, the body is generally scrunched down. They're just generally um, forgiving and asking. And you're just like, of course, you know, we're not supposed to, but you know, they'll, they'll never find me. They'll never find me, Justin. They don't know who this is. Uh, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that, but you know, everybody needs to pick me up. Everybody needs just, even if it's the smallest thing I can do, of course, you know, it's not going to hurt me to press two buttons and give you a day pass. Uh, but it's also, not going to be beneficial when I see somebody walk on the bus, stamp, stomp around and say, hey, man, I don't, I don't got a bus pass. Uh, you you got to give me one. You got to let me ride this bus. No, man, I don't, I don't got to do a thing. I, uh, I can sit here all day and everybody else in this bus is going to be mad until you get off. So pick your battles. And it's uh, it, body language in that job has is, is really saved me a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. So. <laughs> hmm. That sounds hectic, man, and and basically I love it. like <laughs> I love it. I love I, the I'm chaos. Glad. <laughs> I'm glad. It's uh, it's it's one of those. Austin is a, is an incredible city, for mo- multiple reasons, and that's another reason why I'm so ha- I'm so glad that your podcast is like fit like pinpointed on these people of Austin because it's in its early times as us as we were growing up, it was one of those cities that started to become its own. It was mm-hmm. you know live music capital it was a nice little getaway from san antonio or from houston or dallas it wasn't it wasn't the big country cities it wasn't the the hard crime cities it was uh, a nice little in between 
and uh, fortunately, it's it's grown for a lot of people. That's it's good news for a lot of people. It's kind of bad news for other people that have had to move out of the city, uh, like myself. <laughs> uh, but it's still nice to see it grow and flourish. Um, I know a lot of people disagree with me on that, but I I think it's good. I think it's good to see oh, a whole new walk of life come into the city, uh, give it a whole new meaning, give it a whole new branding. Um, we're, we're seeing a lot of people from California, which is fine. Uh, people are people. I enjoy having them around. Uh, I Do I believe everything that they do? No. But uh, <laughs> it's, nice to, it's nice to see a bunch of new faces and the city grow the way that it is. Uh, I do believe we're running out of space, though, so we should probably yep. pull back as best as we can. Yeah, let's build more jobs and less homes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With, yeah, with that, we can could probably get some of the homeless people that are camped outside of 35 to you know, just start living their lives again. Yeah, man. No, they're literally right across the street from my shop. Oh, my goodness. We literally, uh, last week, if not the week before, had uh, another murder happen. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, from what I saw, I think there was a drive-by shooting into a tent, which caught Ugh. two gentlemen, one who was in critical condition, the other one who passed away at the hospital. Oh. Um, and that is the, I want to say, fourth murder in the last six months. Justin, I don't want to alarm you, my man. I think you're an accomplice to four different murders, my guy. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> I, You should probably be running. I don't know what you're doing right now, but this is not a safe place. You got to go. They're, they're closer to the McDonald's, so if anything, we could say... Oh, uh, it's, it's Ronald's it, fault now. It, it, in poor taste, we could call them McMurders. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that's delicious. <laughs> I mean, it's awful, but it's delicious. Oh, but that tells me this all has to do with the Travis Scott deal. This is his fault. Hey. <laughs> I tried his. I tried his meal. It was okay. I feel like everybody had their own meal. I think like Jack Black had one, and it, Jay yeah. Balvin he had yeah. one. Yeah, that bunny. <laughs> Everywhere. I had one at Schlotsky's for a minute. Words. For like for all of like an hour, and that's just because I was such a such a big fan of Slotsky's. <laughs> they were like, you know what, we're gonna put your name on this sandwich, and then the manager's like, we cannot do that. And I was like, oh well, <laughs> oh well. Okay, Get I gotta know. When I came back from the Navy, Slotsky's went from uh, uh, sub sandwiches to like these circle breads. What the hell happened? I, uh, to be honest with you, I ate it so much that I didn't even notice the transition. Uh, but but when I did, I realized it's because they just it, it was easier for them to make the sandwiches in circles because they started doing pizzas, and so mm-hmm. they just used the same bread. <laughs> it's just the same thing. Wow. The pizzas that Slotsky's is just bread dough, for anyone that cares. Bread dough. <laughs> yeah, mm. they just put a pan on the top so it doesn't rise and mm-hmm. it keeps it pressed down. Well, that's almost like a pita then. <laughs> it pretty much is. It pretty much is. The only the only difference is that the the dough when they bake it, they use this uh, this deactive agent as a butter on the top, so it doesn't so it can't be like it doesn't have that texture of mm. dough. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and oh my gosh, Lachis is gonna come for me, aren't they? Oh, what have I done? <laughs> oh, my partnership is over. <laughs> Watch out for the Lachis van outside your house tonight. 
There goes all my free Cinnabons. What am I going to do? That's, Cinnabons are delicious. <laughs> that was the only thing sustaining my life, Justin. You've done this. You've done this. There are other amazing Austin places, man. We got P. Terry's, man. Peter's Eaters, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Along with all those McMurders, now you're going to make me go to P. Terry's? What are Dude. you doing to me? Hey, okay, the one thing I don't like about P. Terry's is the canola oil. Canola oil is the cheapest, worst oil to use. <laughs> Can we just start using avocado oil for everything, please, America? I, avocado oil is so expensive, though. It's just it's a whole different thing, and Californians are like, trust me, it's worth it. It is. Don't get me wrong, but there's no way. There's no way. No one's going to be down for that. <laughs> Like I guess it, it stops allergens, right? Like peanut oil, you might kill some sixth grader. <laughs> Specifically, <laughs> sixth graders. Like yes. any other any other age, nah, they're fine. No, sixth grade out of it. Peanuts don't kill you after. <laughs> yep, maybe maybe baby nut. You know what I'm saying? He might sneak through. That's the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer. We need to just do the Justin route. Go with the avocado oil. That's the answer. I'm tired of tired of all this other in between crap. Avocado lime oil, man. I'm telling oh, you. I went to Fredericksburg, went to this oil shop. My mom was like, try this. I'm like, what, try something that's been out in the public? No, thank you. And <laughs> thankfully, that was January. Uh, I would have definitely been way more alarming. But yeah, man, I tried it. Pretty damn good. I regret not buying a bottle. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, good thing that you can uh, just go back whenever you want. You, you've got true. that. Yeah. I, so I'll probably be the only person there if I show up to Fredericksburg. They'll be like, <laughs> a tourist <laughs> from Austin? That's if you come after the peaches are in season. They're like, oh, what are you doing? You've missed it by a mile, my man. You got, you're looking for some other city. Go that way. <laughs> how – obviously with this podcast, you, you've been doing good doing the Skype recording and all that. But how has it affected you, this, this whole pandemic, um, I guess both personally and for this podcast? Because like you said, you've taken breaks in between because you know life gets hectic, gets busy, I assume. Uh, a lot for you. But it, for me specifically, this pandemic has, uh, as terrible as this is going to sound, it's been great. <laughs> it's, been, it's been fantastic. I, I'm such a people person until this happened, and then I realized, oh my god, I don't need anybody, like ever. This is this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but most people don't share that opinion, so I I just wanted to see how you're doing with it. Hmm. Well, uh, I'll be honest. Actually, I had never done a skype recording before the pandemic um it was always like let me drive to your house or come on over to my condo or let's go to the buzz mill or something like that and um look at this guy with the shameless like oh come to my condo how about buzz <laughs> mill? this guy just <laughs> dropping bombs <laughs> but yeah it was uh i think it was uh, episode 12 uh dylan at a distance with dylan hutchins yeah he was just like let's let's yeah. just do it over the internet and i was like Holy shit! There's an internet. <laughs> <laughs> so it, dude, it, it, it was, it was probably the, the best thing to happen to uh, our situation. I mean, at least for the podcast in itself. I mean, and then I got a, a bigger audience. Oh my god, it's starting to play. <laughs> so, oh, I, I heard it, and I was like, oh my god, are we doing, are we doing podception? Podception. <laughs> a, cast in, a cast inside of a cast. Let's go. <laughs> Get to hear Dylan's beautiful voice again. Let's play that game. <laughs> but yeah, no, honestly, it um, it was it was good. Um, I'm able to do. I mean, again, you know, I could be doing more. It is a little bit hard to find guests still because um, really, I want to. I mean, I want to keep it fresh. So that's why I was really happy. I mean, you're the first person to actually be like, hey, I listen. 
and I want to be a part of it. So I was like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, the guy before. No, that can't uh, be true. It's true, man. I had to like, uh, I don't want to say drag people kicking and screaming, but it's like a whole lot of when you into the podcast. Hmm? Hey, I got well, a podcast. Well, George, <laughs> George, the last one you did. Yeah, yeah, he, he asked. He did. Yeah. He, but he wasn't a fan. He, uh, I mean, I hope he is now. But uh, yeah. He, uh, he, hi, George. He, how you doing? <laughs> just in case you a, heard that. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a great guy. Very knowledgeable man. And um, yeah, I guess he was promoting his new book and uh said he (laughs) yeah and you know he went on to uh i guess austin podcast and i came up and i was like oh hell yeah (laughs) thanks google seo working for me (laughs) so uh i guess that's twice i've uh i've gotten business from the internet so (laughs) you know it, it it works um i mean i've tried having um you know other other folks on but uh you know either they get cold feet or like if I tell my life story, folks will be after me type situations. So really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like I told, yeah. I told them, hey, I said, we'll I do an anonymous episode. I know. I know. Me too. I'm telling you, they're great stories. I mean, these are fantastic people who have lived through so much and make me feel like I live inside of a bubble. But um, <laughs> I mean, I'm trying. You know, I can only be as convincing as, you know possible but uh I'm, I'm looking forward to get to them like i said i'll keep them uh anonymous if possible um but yeah any i mean anybody who is listening please come on uh this is your soapbox <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's fun it's easy this it's super cake i i will say off the bat i apologize it took us so long because we <laughs> i we just have been I, you've been so flexible and my schedule has been all over the place and you know i'm trying to trying to keep up with you know, I only have certain days off, and those days I, I try to spend as much as I can with my kids and my wife and uh, with my football. Um, and that's very difficult to do uh, when football takes up my whole Sunday because <laughs> it's fantastic. I can't I can't live without it. So it's great. <laughs> no, I get it. Lucky for me, um, we get to uh, demonstrate the value of our big screen TVs uh, by watching football. <laughs> that's right. But I liked it here. <laughs> So I've in, gotten... your, in your condo. Oh. No, this is at the pawn shop. We'll, we'll uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll be watching them at work, and I'm like, go Texas, go, you know. And then we'll have a turnover, and we'll have a fumble, and you know, so <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, not enjoying Dallas's season. Um, Who is? Third, I mean, hey, third string guy didn't do too bad today, right? Fourth string guy. Fourth, Jesus. Yeah, yeah look, man, he's uh, he's been signed to the league for ten years. He uh, he's just been sitting bench for so long, and he he came out and he showed well. He showed well, I think. Uh, but if we could talk football, if you want to talk football, just come onto my sports podcast. We'll do that all day. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I would, I would, I would prefer that. That's great. I would love that. It's you'd be surprised how many people. I will. You wouldn't actually. You know how many people are like, yeah, let's do a sports thing. Let's talk sports. And when the time comes, you're like, oh boy, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. So, <laughs> There is actually a gentleman who I work with who I want on the podcast as well. He's currently um, he works in a hospital. I think he does administrative work while he's not a pawnbroker, and he actually played for the NFL. Oh, he, really? Mm-hmm. He uh, went to uh, UT and said that was like the highlight of his life <laughs> until, he, until he got to the NFL. Uh, he, uh, I mean, I don't want to tell his own story before he does, but, I mean, he was a cowboy man, and, uh, you know, he was uh, also, I think, on the, uh, oh, Lord, I want to say 49ers. Um, I just kind of pushed the fact that he was a cowboy because it's awesome to know an actual cowboy. 
<laughs> Wait, so did he play for the 49ers or did he? I think play he, played for the Cowboys? Three teams. he played for three teams. Um, oh, he I did. Think, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. And uh, dude is super, super nice. And uh, yeah, Joe Crum. That's uh, maybe foreshadowing for an episode of oh, the future here. Sh- I, I, was, I was thinking for some reason, I was like, is he, is he friends with Terrell Brown? Oh. <laughs> I was like, no ways. <laughs> Terrell Brown, you know Terrell Brown? <laughs> It's like that's awesome, <laughs> but yeah, you know. So uh, I, I get the uh, the inside scoop of um, you know whenever I'm watching a play and then something stupid happens, he'll be like, "Oh, what the hell? They should have ran this." And I'm like, "Yes, yeah, yes, they should." <laughs> 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 totally. <laughs> Man, I, I I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm blanking on on him. I I hope he comes on because I'd love to hear his story because I can't think of him as a as a player. And see, I, here's my here's my thing. I like to pride myself on the things that I really love, like being knowledgeable about it. So like cars, sports, women. I'm like, yeah, I love all those things. Let's go ahead and just uh, let's know everything I can about them. And so if you ask my wife, I know nothing of women. I know nothing at all. So, but now, now I'm so upset that I don't know this man. I really hope he comes on. I, I want to hear. I want to hear a story. Yeah, me too, man. I really hope he does. Um, so let's talk about being a dad, man. What's that oh, like? Oh, man. It's uh, have you ever? Oh, you. I mean, I'm sure you have. Have you ever woken up, uh, in the morning, and your, your, uh, how do I say this delicately? Your genitalia is constantly being berated by fists. Uh, about six six thirty in the morning. Not since the Navy. Not since the Navy? Okay, so you do understand. Okay, I'm glad you know. <laughs> Think, take that, but all, just like all day. It's oh, it's man. such a wonderful feeling to have your children just yell at you, wanting everything all the time. Just they want everything. I don't remember being like that as a kid. I don't remember sitting there and be like, Oh, I'm hungry. Let me just scream that I'm hungry and demand that the world just drops a plate of Cheerios in front of me. Also, let me take that back. Cheerios? Come on. My kids are healthy. It's Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Just a big old bowl of Cinnamon Toast Crunch. They expect it. demand it at this point. It's, It's even worse when your son is like the spitting image of you. Just in looks, in attitude, in in, uh, appearance – in mass like he's just a, he's just a big block of a kid and he's he's as sweet as can be to his mother he's he's a loving boy he's fantastic gotta love him uh but man is he just a tool and it, and it is hard it's hard to look at your son and be like oh my god is that is that really me is that like he makes a joke of everything when you're not supposed to, which okay, that's fine. I'll take that. That is on my. That's on me. That's my bad. Uh, he eats everything because he can. Okay, again, that's on me. There was no need for him to just the other day walk into the room, look at me, and say, "Daddy, it's six in the morning. I want to watch TV." No, go lay down. It was my response correct? His answer was. Fuck that. And just walked off and just oh. went ahead went ahead and just wanted to turn the TV on and I was like, Well, there's nothing I can do. I'm too comfy in bed. I'm not gonna get up to respond to that. But when I do get up, it's gonna be his ass. He knows it. I know it. We're at a mutual understanding. 
and sure enough, once I got up, he was sitting in the living room in in my chair. Oh, he got it twice as bad because he was in my chair. He looks up at me with those eyes. He's like, I'm sorry. I said, it's been an hour. I gave you a chance. You're done, bye. And that was that was the end of his life. So uh, <laughs> we miss him. Uh, he was a great boy. He was sweet. Uh, we can only hope that, uh, you know, God took care of him. It's a God's hands down. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> But it, no, it's it's lovely. And then I have my two my two older children. My uh, uh, Jonathan is my is my stepson, and then my stepdaughter Emma. But she's uh, she's my princess. I've always I've always wanted a girl. Um, so you can understand when I got Joey, I was like, eh, swing and a miss. And yeah, can't bat it a hundred percent all the time. There's no thousand rating for this. But I already had my daughter, and she was so sweet. She was so loving, and um, she she didn't look like her dad. She didn't really look like my wife, uh, so I was a little confused. I, for the longest time, everyone in the family thought, "Oh my God, that is your that's your daughter, like that's your illegitimate baby." And I'm like, "Well, that that would make it a lot easier if it was," but fortunately, no. It's but she's so sweet. I love her so much. She's she's I as a parent, you're not supposed to pick a favorite, you know. That's what parents always say, um, but. Uh, I'm a unique parent. I, uh, she is my favorite, hands down. No, no buts about it. She's, <laughs> she's adorable. She's sweet. She has a temper to her. She's like her mama. She can be quick-tempered and a uh, little ill-mannered, and um, you know she's she's feisty for sure, very much feisty, which clashes with me because, you know, I was brought up to be respectful, be kind, and she's very she can be very disrespectful, and be very uh, rude and arrogant, but at the end of the day. You know, no matter how many times we butt heads, we're always holding each other. Today, she fell asleep on me. I was just watching TV, and I fell asleep. So she fell asleep on me. You know, we we share a, a unique bond, very very unique bond to the point where it's like, um, you know, I I would be you know, devastated if she decided she she wanted to stay with her you know biological biological dad. It would really crush me. Um, but she's 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 very much the one of the light of my lives. She's very she keeps me going a lot of the time. It's uh, it's like that that Simpsons episode where Homer puts the pictures up. Oh with my Matthew. God! Do it for yeah. her. Yeah, do it for her. It's, Dude, it's, oh. that's that's what uh, that's that's one of my, you know, one of my keep going points is I, I do it, obviously for all of my kids, but you know Emma because I want her to to see what kind of you know what a, what a good man should be, what somebody you look for, and someone you want to spend your life with, and I I don't want to. I never want to hurt her. Um, and then my, my oldest, uh, we call him Monkey. He's a sweet boy. He really is. He, he's got a good heart, good head on his shoulders. He's just a teenager, so it's it's hard to kind of get through to him. It's <laughs> it's difficult to, to kind of speak on him and understand his feelings. But it's it's fun to have him around and get to talk to him and, you know, go out and do stuff with him. You know, he rides dirt bikes, so we go out and we ride the dirt bike together every once in a while. And uh it's 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 always interesting and fun i've never there hasn't been a day where i haven't been um what's the word uh relaxing <laughs> uh, it's, it's always go it's never it's never been hey you know take a second nah not with them which ultimately is how i like it apparently it's uh i like to do this to myself i enjoy punishment uh i'm a glutton for it and uh, I think somewhere down the line, I've heard enough people to where I deserve this. This is this is my sin. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
but they, they've been great. They haven't barged in here yet um, to mess anything up, so that's that's very kind. That's the only thing I asked. Yes, thank you, children. Though, <laughs> what what are their ages? Uh, my oldest is thirteen. Uh, my daughter is she just turned seven, and then my uh, my youngest is uh, four. So, by the way, he's four and he's like eighty-seven pounds. He's a monster, and he's <laughs> he's like six foot ten. He's he's a giant. This kid is. It's gross how big he is and for how tiny my wife is. Uh, my wife is, I don't know, maybe 100, 130 pounds soaking wet, 5'3 uh, five, five, or something like that. Um, you know, I, I don't keep track of that stuff, but she's uh, she's so small. And <laughs> my son is, he was a premature baby, came out at like 12 pounds. Uh, it was Damn. Yeah, he was just a block of a monster. And, Damn. How many weeks? Oh, that's a good question. Forty? No. <laughs> I was like, wait, wait a minute. Wait, now. Give, me, 40? give me a second. Give me a second. Listen, I I was there. I want you to know this. I want everyone to know this. <laughs> I was there. I was present. And ultimately, that's all that matters, right? As long as you're there, you don't need to know the details. You just need to know that you were there and that they uh, they know that you love them. Uh, but to answer your question, Justin, uh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's a boy and he's he, he was alive. He was premature, so. Uh, if you're looking for numbers, I can get back to you at some at a later date. Uh, after I'm done getting yelled at, we'll do that. Does that sound <laughs> good? <laughs> Man, that's that's a big preemie dude. Um, yeah, he was he was a, he was a big old baby. Well, that, that, oh, was that? I was gonna say because I uh, I think I was like 27 or 29 weeks, which is like six and a half months, and I was like a pound 13 ounces. Pound 13. At, yeah, at Brackenridge. Rip Brackenridge, by the way. Bastards tore it down. Oh, isn't that that's where I was born too? I know it's so sad. It's so rough. It's it's hard. I just I, I hope those people still working there enjoy the new facilities. I guess you know. God, I, well, I know that they they shot that Walking Dead scene there, so I'm sure they're enjoying that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, they filmed uh, some stuff over where Lynn uh, Litton Springs at that store. My dad uh, helped. It's kind really? of cool. Yeah, Fear the Walking Dead, I guess. Some That's of the, the one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some of the flashback scenes are at the uh, the Lytton Springs store from like the eighteen hundreds. We couldn't even get like regular scenes. They were just like, ah, oh, Austin deserves flashbacks. Get that shit out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that and then and then the leftovers I know was filmed in like uh, downtown Lockhart. Yeah. Oh, the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I made so many jokes about that show. Uh, Marissa. Um, <laughs> Marissa would be like, you don't watch the leftovers? I'm like, I'm not hungry. <laughs> She's like, fuck off. <laughs> oh, that's so good. I uh, I love dad jokes, and that's the best one. That's I'm preparing, man. I really am. I'm preparing to be... <laughs> like should. I'm not, not expecting. Uh, want, uh, want soon, but uh, getting in that mindset of... <laughs> Oh my God! Did you just drop a bomb? Did you just drop the bomb? No. That's what I was. That's what I was hoping. I was hoping you wouldn't say not not expecting soon, so I could be like, oh, "This is it. This is the one. <laughs> I'm the one that helped him drop the bomb. This is great." <laughs> Put that Maybe. on my my reel. I want to I want to see how uh, how uh, how Austin turns turns out. Honestly, uh, it's uh, oh, it's so changing you're... so fast, man. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'll live here. I mean, I would love to, obviously. I mean, you know, branding and such. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, branding and such. <laughs> well, you know, it's the weird Austin podcast, keeping Austin weird. You know, there's there's got to be an Austin, Oklahoma, or something. That would be <laughs> funny. 
just move to another Austin and keep the name. <laughs> like Austin, Florida. Oh God, no! I I, I was oh, in Florida. Pensacola was a. Uh, yeah, Pensacola was a uh, Alabama adjacent. Yeah, Pensa. Well, yeah, Florabama. That's right. Yeah. Florabama. You know, funny enough, not to pivot here, but uh, just real quick, uh, I went. So a uh, third class petty officer E4 said, uh, "Justin, getting the scion. We're going on a trip." I said, "Okay." Got All right, hold on. I gotta stop you. First, you're dropping your condo life. Then you're like, "Oh, and look at this place, this dumbass bar that we we stop at. I love this place." Now you're sitting here telling me you're just hopping into Scions, living well, the luxury was, life. It was like a cube, man. It's, this is back <laughs> in the uh, the '09 era, if you will. Maybe '08. This, listen, if why didn't you tell me from the get go that you're living top dollar, man? Oh, top I feel dollar. like I'm I'm not I'm not up to your to your level here. I'm in a different. I'm in a lower tax bracket than you now. <laughs> Rolling hey man, into I, condos and scions. I got a uh, an off-the-shelf uh, uh, Alienware Dell uh, computer right here I'm spitting into. So, uh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. This man, meanwhile, I'm looking at this Windows. This What is this? I don't even know if this is some off-brand Electron PC. <laughs> I think I found this on the side of my house two weeks ago. I was like, well, this might work. So, <laughs> Two dribbles in there running around. That's the only thing keeping this thing going, dude. <laughs> I, I put my, my wall fan right next to it just to keep it cool. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we were going in uh, on some sort of trip. And I said, where are we going, dude? He goes, north. I was like, well, we're in fucking Florida. Everywhere's north. He goes, yes. Chicago. I was like, um, <laughs> okay. And he just starts the car and goes, too late. You can't leave. <laughs> so, you know, kidnapped. Uh <laughs> We we get like you know to the floor Bama area and he's like okay I fucking don't know how to how to get on this highway let me let me go into this store and uh, <laughs> go into the store and this guy goes uh, you know oh y'all looking for the highway we're like yeah he's like well you need to go down about three C's we're like what is is that a form of measurement well you get to a point on the horizon you look at the horizon then you get to that point. That's one C. You do that three times and you'll hit the highway. <laughs> this and man th- sounds like an intellectual. Oh man, it it was the highlight of the trip. It really was. Uh just to to find out that you know, I mean, we were used to nautical miles, you know. <laughs> but we found out that day that there is a C universe of, of measurement there, man. It, <laughs> and that's Florabama. <laughs> Uh, I, I was really hoping this story would end with you also being an accomplice to murder, you know, like the four that you're an accomplice to earlier. Uh, no, but we did. <laughs> we <laughs> we, uh, we did have a, a very interesting trip, um, which I'll go into some other time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't let them out. Like you said, man, you know, I am an open book, but uh, tiny writing. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I respect it. That's why I respect it so much. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so serious question about, you know, raising other humans. Uh, when you hit that moment of, oops, I fucked up, you know, like, example, I had my young uh, cousin who was like, it was like almost Halloween. And he's like, hey, Justin. And this kid's like eight. He's like, what are you afraid of? And I was like, well, you know, the older I get, the real I just I just realize monsters really don't exist, and the real monsters are people. So honestly, just 
I guess losing family members and, and watching those I love die. And I look over and my cousin and my aunts are just staring at me like, what the fuck did you just tell this kid? <laughs> and I'm was sorry, like, was he not ready for the truth? Uh, and that's the thing, man. I, I guess I am too truthful at times for my own good. And that is my biggest fear of being a parent is like letting Pandora's box open and, you know, <laughs> ruining the child. <laughs> It's not. It's it's a lot easier than you than you think. It's it's hard to ruin these kids. Really hard to ruin these kids. <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest mistake I made was uh, dropping all three of my kids on their heads uh, constantly. Uh, I think you know, one one rule of thumb: don't get a trampoline. It's the worst thing you can invest in. Because uh, again, I'm a I'm a monster. I'm a big ass dude. I'm two hundred and two hundred sixty five pounds now, and when they're like, come jump on the trampoline, I'm like, all right, well, I guess you didn't value your lives that much. <laughs> and we'll go start playing, and that's the end of it. It's, they tell you that these kids are they're fragile beings, that they're, they're not ready for what you have to tell them or how rough you play with them. Uh, I find that to be quite opposite, <laughs> like completely opposite. I've, I get into fights with my, my youngest son all the time because he just comes up and he's like, let's fight, and he'll just start throwing bows and – He'll get that one good hit in, then I'm like, oh, so you want to get hit like a man? And he'll, <laughs> you know, he'll catch one to the side, and he'll be like, okay, time out. And I'm like, oh, ain't no time out in real life, thug. And then I'll hit him with the elbow right across the jaw, and you know, bring the pain. Honestly, is what he deserves. But uh, as a, you know, as a parent trying to trying to raise these kids, it's it, it's a lot easier than than you think, uh, especially if you have a really good partner, like a really good partner by your side. Um, my wife is definitely the nurturing one. She's definitely the caring one. Uh, she's the sweet one. She's the understanding one. I am the authority. I am the, the loud voice. I'm the one that has to tell you you're wrong, why you're wrong, and what you need to do to be better. And once they cry and they realize they did do something wrong, they go to their mom and you know they can, she consoles them. Uh, really, it's it, the only thing that's really hard being a parent and you'll, you'll realize this you know once once you do uh have your child because we just told on this podcast you're expecting right yeah i think that's what you dropped <laughs> i think you said that uh i'm pretty sure you dropped that bomb but uh, when you when you do have your, your child you're gonna you're gonna put a lot of blame on yourself you're gonna hurt yourself for no reason you're going to uh, there will be times where you know again like me a, a 260 pound man i'm sitting in my car and i'll shed a tear or two because i'm so concerned about how my daughter and her day is going to go. Will she make friends? Will her friends push her away? Because, you know, she, I, I believe she is bipolar and ADHD as well. Mm. Um, and that's hard. It's hard to make friends like that. Um, will, will my son do the same thing? He's so active, uh, in, you know, by any doctor's accounts. I, to me, I feel like he's just an active kid, but by any doctor's accounts, he could have ADHD as well. Um, Will he make friends? Will it be hard for him? My oldest son, he's, he's so emotional. He's so into his feelings right now, and he's very lost and confused. And there's a lot of different ways you can go, and you beat yourself up saying, I should have guided him better. I should have given him more insight. I should have told him more. I should have helped him more. I should have been more of a role model. You know, the, these things, they, they eat you up. They, they come at you left and right every single day, every minute of every hour. You'll find yourself at work. And it'll just creep into your head, like, oh my God, did did I forget to tell my daughter I loved her this morning? Did I forget to give my my baby a hug? 
did I forget to tell my oldest, you know, have a good day today? What what did I do that could have made their lives better? Um, and you're going to always beat yourself up over it. But don't. Don't do that because I've come to find that my kids, they know I love them. They know that no matter how hard I am on them, they they see that I love them in my actions, in my words. Uh, I don't have to say it all the time. I don't have to do everything all the time. They know that, that they're loved and they'll always be protected. That's, I'll die for them. I'll give them whatever they need to make sure that they're happy and they're healthy. And that's the only comforting thing for for you as a parent. You can get yelled at all day, every day. You can have your kids tell you they, you know, they hate you or that they get upset at you because you take a toy or you make them clean their room. You know, try and make them actable people of society and get mad at you all day. But at the end of the day, as a parent, you have to let it go. You can't let yourself get beat up by yourself because that is the hardest part of parenting is finding yourself. Kids are going to grow and they're going to be themselves. They're going to learn to adapt to the world the way they want to. They're going to be happy. They're going to find happiness just like we did growing up. We, we may have had hard times. There may have been people that, that picked on us or were mean to us, fought with us, you know, just were terrible to us. But we grew. We got better. We lived our lives, and we're doing better than most of them are now. And we're able to reflect that into our kids. And as long as we're just there for them, that's that's all we need. That's all we need to do as parents. But that is the hardest part is just trying to tell yourself that everything's okay that you're a good parent and your kids will, will always love you for that. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. You know, that's what, um, that's what my psychologist told me. And then I backtracked it saying, yeah, I just made that all that up. How'd that sound? And, uh, so I don't have a psychologist anymore. Um, they kicked me off of that platform. So I'm just kind of looking around. So if anyone's out there, reach out to me, I guess. I just just need someone to talk to. (laughs) Surprise ending. This is actually a therapy session. Oh, you have oh, my mother did the same thing to me with my alcoholism. Ah, oh, I can't believe I don't see these things coming. I just... <laughs> but uh, if, if I can speak about you know having ADHD and as being a kid, I think it honestly, at least for me, it came from a lack of of understanding of you know um. I, was a, I mean, I've always been a very curious person, and I was a very curious kid. And uh, I think the school system that we have is only really designed for a certain type of mindset, and those people excel. I mean, honestly, you know. And uh, I mean, not that I didn't excel at certain points. I talked all through my seventh grade English class, and my teacher was like, <laughs> Well, you're fucked. You're gonna fail. You're you're absolutely gonna fail this standardized test, and I'll see you next year. And I took the test, and I came back with my grade. I walked up, handed it to him. He looked at it. It said a hundred percent, and he just looked at me and shook my hand. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it's the same thing happened in college, man. I had um, taken a biology one class, and I did well. Uh, I think like you know like a B or something like that, maybe a C. Yeah, I passed, and. Uh, it's it's tough because whenever you read something, especially like a higher concept piece, it's really hard to comprehend it. It's way easier for me to watch YouTube videos and have somebody walk me through it. So to like tell a kid to go to the library and tell them to just read 
it doesn't work. I mean, I can read the same thing over and over again, and if someone's coughing in the background or someone's listening to music, like, I'm fucked. All I hear is the same lyrics, especially if I know the song. So, honestly, I've found it easier to put on, like, white noise, like the rain. And I can, even if it's like a comic book, dude, like, I just can't read it unless I'm drowning out the audio centers in my brain so I can have the new information come through visually and then my voice reads through it, you know. Um, I just recently found out there are people who don't have an inner voice who read and they just notice words and their brain comprehends it that way and that just blows my mind. Yeah, you could, yeah, it could have fooled me. <laughs> so, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, um, it just, I, for me, again, it came from a lack of understanding. Like, okay, yes, you have a million questions. Write them down and ask afterwards because there are 37 other kids here who are trying to learn too, you know. And if you're over here talking about Pokemon, <laughs> you're kind of screwing <laughs> that kid over. Um, but uh, to end that piece uh, about the biology, I actually was failing my second biology class. And uh, Steve, greatest guy, man, Steve came up to me and said, hey, man, y- you need to drop. You're going to fail. And I said, what? What do you mean? He goes, dude, you're, you're, you're not turning in your homework and you're doing terrible on these tests. I was like, okay, well, what if I turned in all my homework and I did these tests? What if I kick in a high gear? He went, Justin, if I kidnapped your parents and put a gun to their head and said, if you don't pass, I'm going to kill them, you still wouldn't pass. Flash, <laughs> flash forward, I passed my final and we're all sitting there and I'm smiling and grinning. And he's like, hey, man, congratulations, you passed. And I remember that conversation. I went, Steve, what the hell, man? What happened to the whole kidnapping my parents? And he went, it worked, didn't it? Uh, <laughs> I was like, uh, that was not your intention, you ass. But uh, thank you. <laughs> Steven. Steven. I like it. I like that. Give you give a little side motivation. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, people with uh, my learning disability or cognitive uh, difference need higher stakes. I guess uh, or Ooh, I guess so because let me tell you, I still would have failed. There's no way. <laughs> no way. I'd have I'd have cried for a day or two. And be like, well, you know, it's in God's hands now. He's up there with my son because he talked back and sat in my chair. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Watch that attitude, boy. That's all I, gotta say. I, I mean, I'll be real. Uh, Spanish was a real bitch. I think I failed like three different courses of Spanish one and two. And uh, my final class, uh, she did it a thousand points. It was like a hundred and you needed 700 points to pass. Your boy got a 701. There you go. <laughs> That's a, it's a win, my man. It is, and I'm staring at that Austin Community College piece of paperwork right in front of me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Journalism, the greatest of all degrees, so relevant right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's. I mean, it's working right now, wouldn't you say? Yeah, honestly. Say great job. Yeah, mass communications, uh, you know, I mean, help me do this. Yeah, Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you and God's work, my man. God's work. <laughs> I love when people say that to me. I'm like, am I? It's just really God's work. <laughs> this is what he intended. I uh, I wrote a uh, uh, an old line for uh, a graphic novel slash book slash cartoon show that will probably never be released because oh, of procrastination. Shame. But uh, yeah, so um, Laika, the dog who was sent up into space, is turning to Gordy, uh, one of the rhesus monkeys who was also sent up into space. My God, and I love says, it. <laughs> by on seven. It's coming sometime before I die. Uh, she says, what do you think your uh, God's... Yes, 
God's gift to women? He goes, no, I'm women's gift to God. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah, he's, he's based off he's he's based off of a guy uh, in the navy with uh, uh, Patrick Cohen, who also needs to be on this podcast. And then Vernie is based off of I don't know if you remember him, Chris Palmer. I uh, do know Chris Palmer. Yeah, yeah, him and I talk quite a bit. Um, he is a very very busy fellow. He himself also has a wife and a child out I in guess. Japan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, because he's he's actually uh, my brother, the guy I talked to previously, the black guy that got offended. David, uh, my best friend, known him for 20, 20, God, 25 years. Uh, that's his best friend, yes. Palmer. And so yes. I've I've interacted with Palmer, God, so many times, and been keeping up with him, talking back and forth, kind of trying to trying to keep up with him. But he is he is going, man. Yeah, he is, man. We uh we try and keep up. Uh, we played some Call of Duty Mobile the other day, but uh. That's... Yeah, man. Dude, no. Um, yeah, and I've been seeing David's stuff, too, man. He's streaming. That's still the greatest bass I have ever met. I mean, that man's voice is, like, oh, butter- yeah. <laughs> buttery deep, dude. Oh, yeah. He's great <laughs> at what he does. He, if, if only he could use it for good. <laughs> I regret never having him call in and be like, you know, this is Justin's dad. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't gonna make it. <laughs> you, can, you never know. You never know. He, it's a, it may be late, but he could still do it. Yes. So he's here for you. He's Please here just for call you. into the pawn shop for me, David. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna make it happen. Uh, I'll have him do it to you now. <laughs> just because you, you requested it. <laughs> Dude, yeah. He, he was a very level-headed man, too. Yeah. He, uh... Good guy, man. Yeah, y'all guys were uh, were real real polite to a 108 uh, pound young Justin there. You you were a very tiny man, my man, and it no, was. Bro. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm like 148 now, so you know, getting oh, there. good. Yeah, yeah getting there. You. All yeah. gains, right? I like it. <laughs> I like it. Same you know, you know, that, Jim. That's what I, I respect. When, when you hit your uh, your 30s, your metabolism's like, wait a minute. Why am I rushing? Let's just slow things down, man. Oh my God, don't I know it? <laughs> don't I know it? What a pain in my ass. <laughs> Sitting here, I'm just, uh, we got uh, for dinner today. We normally, you know, on Sundays we have a big feast because, you know, football, and that's just what I do. But uh, today we were like, ah, I'm just so tired. I was doing house stuff, you know, just. You know, trying to build my kids a, a play place outside, getting my son's room cleaned up for him, and uh, we got lazy. And I was like, "Oh, I gotta, I gotta get on this podcast later tonight. I can't, you know, I can't be uh, doing too much." And she's like, "Okay, let's just go get dinner." So I went to get Sonic, and I maybe ate half the burger. And I was like, "If I eat the rest of this, that's gonna be ten pounds. I'm not losing it anytime soon." <laughs> so I just, I just have the rest of it just sitting here, like I am not touching that. It's just here now. <laughs> <laughs> Bury it. Maybe maybe another burger will grow. You know. Oh, I got two dogs. I'm not ready for that. And I'm not ready to, for them to eat that and then throw it up in my living room. Oh no, that's, that's not what I need. <laughs> what breed are they? Uh, I have a. They're both mixes. Oh, they're not. Oh my god. Ugh, my wife would kill me if she if she found out that I told her that her purebred Yorkie was a mix. Oh, a Yorkie. Yeah, we have a we have a teacup Yorkie or a tea trash Yorkie, whatever that you want to call them. <laughs> and then. Uh, we did. We did have my. Uh, it was a uh, pit Dalmatian mix. His name what? was Patch. Yeah, pit Dalmatian. He's sweet dog. He's he's not he's not dumb at all. He's very smart. He knows what he's doing. He's adorable. He's huge. He's a massive dog, but he's he's so sweet. Um, we had to give him to my uh, to my brother and sister in law, 
because my neighborhood was kind of, you know, dicks about having pit mixes or pit breeds. In That's such bullshit. It is. Man, dude, my mom has a Staffordshire, which is a pit and a terror mix, and she is so beautiful, Cayenne, man. You know how they get low and they growl, you know, and they're like, I'm going to attack. When when she gets low and starts running, like, she, she stays like a quarter inch off the ground and still somehow moves like 95 miles per hour. Oh, it's, my God, what a bullet. <laughs> dude, it's, it's insane, but she's so sweet. Oh, of course they are. They're the best dogs. They're yeah. the best dogs, but, you know, it's just the... It's just, you know, it's a dumb, dumb stereotype that comes with the dog. It's terrible. Um, but, you know, we gave them, we had to give them away. And uh, now they're staying with us for a little bit. You know, Corona hit a lot of people differently. And they're staying just for, you know, till, till they can get everything right. And I love having them here. They're a blast to have here. They're, I'm so happy they're here, to be honest with you, because it's, it's, it's good for me to have more people around. Even mm-hmm. though I like being by myself, it's just really nice to have fun, energetic people around you. But they brought the dog back with them. And he he didn't like the little dog before, and he does not like the little dog now. It's <laughs> so they've just been spending days just marking territory and just going to town on each other. It's it's been a been a mess. Marking territory in the house. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh no. And I I got a two story home, so it's both upstairs, downstairs. Oh now who, now who's flexing two story oh, well, home? <laughs> <laughs> Well, before you continue, they're made out of uh, styrofoam. All uh-huh. right, I went with okay. a cheaper brand. So when it rains, it pours. I understand the the meaning of the of the of the wording now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, uh, my children live in closets. I don't. I think having a room is just too bourgeoisie. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Uh, so a Fisher I, uh, Price home then. Hundred percent. You know, I try to keep it in the budget, but uh, you know, sometimes I like <laughs> to spoil them a little bit. You know what I mean? But <laughs> are they at least walk-ins? Oh God, no! What are you talking about? Quit it. <laughs> no, okay, it, stop it with your condo it, walk-in room. Quit it. How dare you? It's <laughs> a small condo, man. <laughs> oh, now it's a small condo. Before it was just a condo, but now you're trying to relate to the people. No, no, I'm on to you. <laughs> you I, I am lucky. <laughs> I'm lucky to live so close to my work, though. Honestly, it's like a quarter mile away, so I love it. Oh Oh my God! You could spit that. Yeah. No. I mean, I love to drive and ruin the environment at the same time. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's You're a Nissan Juke. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> <laughs> don't make right. fun of the Juke. The Juke is lovely. Listen, if you drop one more financial dime on me, I don't know if I can keep going. With it's you. not a Nismo, okay? It's I just can. like an SV. <laughs> oh. Ooh. We're talking. Oh, now we're talking specs. This guy. He's ready. He's ready. Listen, so when Biden, you know, finally takes office and he comes for the for the people with the four hundred thousand uh, dollar, you know, financial income, how bad is that going to affect you and your juke and condo? Uh, not at all, man. It's all in my mom's name, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. You put it all in foreign Swiss bank accounts. That's, That's smart. right. That's, That's right. Smart. Mm-hmm. Okay. I got you. Summer now. summer Swiss summer provolone bank accounts. You know, you just gotta diversify. <laughs> I'm a mozzarella kind of guy. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's better for a 1K structure all the way. You're right. It's, You're right. You can deep fry that, you know? Yeah, of course. And honestly, that's the only place I want to put my cheddar, if you're being specific. <laughs> that one got <laughs> me. I can't <laughs> lie. That one got me. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. <sighs> this joke's are so cheesy. Oh, you, you, you better breathe air ready for the next one. <laughs> Okay, that one so, took a second. That one took a second on me. I had to think about that one. I was <laughs> so, like, what other cheeses do I know? 
Uh, so back to the Pitmation and the Yorkshire Terrier. Oof. Oof. Can we not? <laughs> I love I love the dogs. I do. They're great. But, man, I just can't, uh, I, you know, when they piss on the styrofoam, it really brings down the value of the home. And I, I can't I can't afford another financial loss like this. <laughs> Jesus. No, I, I think I mean I I know you're you're joking, but only half leaded because I've seen that that video of the uh the particle board and the saran wrap that's holding together these homes. I mean it's kind oh, yeah. of crazy that we're spending three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars on these cookie cutter, easy made homes that go up in like four days, dude. Yeah, and ours the thing with ours is like they took so long because they're like, oh, the puzzle pieces aren't in yet. So when they finally came in, they put them up like it was like nothing. It was like one of those children's uh, Little Mermaid puzzles pieces. It was just like tick, 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 tick. Uh, but because they were so focused on putting you know, the left corner with the right corner, they totally said screw the backyard. So, oh, no. Yeah, so they didn't, they didn't pack it down. They didn't level it. So the first tur- – literally, we moved into the house and then like two days later – torrential downpour it rained for hours it had to have been at least 14 15 hours to the point where our neighborhood was flooded in we couldn't leave couldn't wow. go anywhere yeah so you know of course in that time i look at my backyard and all of my yard is gone it's just it's and not just my yard the yards from up top of the hill because we live at oh. the bottom yeah we live at the bottom of a cul-de-sac at the bottom of a hill and there's no other there's we have a house on the right side of us and then a house across the street, but we have nothing else to the left of us and then to behind us. It's just open land. So when it rained, the houses above just just came down, ruined our backyard. And we we haven't been able to recover since. You know, I've put down some seed, I tried to level it out and pound it out myself and get everything situated and it's just been uh, one mess after the other. It just it, they I can't recover from it. So uh, actually tomorrow I'm gonna start Start my new project. I'm gonna finish up my kids' playhouse, and then I'm gonna redig my uh, my fire pit. Get that set up for you know, cold. Yeah, colder weather's coming, so hopefully I can get that up in the next few days before I get back into work for another five days. But um, you know, we're, that's that's the worst thing about owning a home. It's just the mistakes and the messes that come with it. And it's uh, it's it's been fun the whole time to go through with it. And and styrofoam's not expensive, you know. <laughs> It's easy to just buy a pack and throw it into the wall, and you're good to go. Yeah. <laughs> so, <Jeez. laughs> um, you don't have to dox yourself on the street or anything, but like, what area? Uh, actually, I live in Kyle. Oh, okay. The yeah. weren't they like voted most up and coming area in the uh, United States or something? No, most obese area. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we are wow. the pie. We're the pie city. Um, so. They took a, a tally of all the people here and, and their uh, body mass index, and uh, I am actually, by the law, uh, which I don't know if you know this, but Kyle Law is the person in the city with the largest body mass index, becomes the mayor of Kyle. <laughs> and so elections didn't even matter. I have the largest body mass index. Uh, I eat the most pie, ergo. Uh, you can go ahead and just say you are talking to the mayor of Kyle, my man. Congrats. So you, had, so you got to skip the primaries. <laughs> Uh, I did, I did, and I was fortunate because, um, honestly, uh, I had done some things in my past I'm not proud of, and it was a really uh, BlackBerry mark on my my record. Uh, really, really rough to kind of deal with. 
And I did. I will say there was some tough competition this year. Um, Rhubarb. Uh, I don't have a joke for that. That was just really her name. One of the ladies in the rhubarb. <laughs> yeah, it was was her name rhubarb. It was Mary Rhubarb. So she was a. Uh, I think she won. She got my vote. But, mm-hmm. so. She's she's a peach. Yeah, she's a real peach. Oh, she's. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, I don't have anything for you. I was gonna do an <laughs> apple one, but it was just it was gonna be dirty, so I don't have time for it. Okay. I'm a dad. I'm a dad. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> put, your, put your New Balances back on, Bob's. <laughs> I like I like how you said that, not knowing that I'm a cobbler. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Man of many talents. <laughs> if you want to riff, we'll fucking riff, my man. I oh, can do this you. for the next twenty years. What do you want to oh, do? <laughs> I, I got you, bro. I'm on, I'm on the upper crust with this right here, honestly. Oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me dial you back in. That was a specific pie joke. Let me explain it. All right. It's not funny if you have to explain it, but you need to know. Dowling is the technique with the egg wash that makes the design. All right. So for anybody that comes at me sideways, that was funny. All right. I don't. I don't need that from you. No. <laughs> uh, I'm going to literally just just take out this entire section, and this is going to be the promo. <laughs> just complete pie jokes. And and you're welcome. <laughs> if that doesn't if that doesn't make you want to listen, I don't know who you are. <laughs> you're not a member of my city of Kyle. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, uh, normally we've had a, a cop car by now, um, so I'm actually pretty happy that, uh, you know, Riverside is remaining pretty calm, so that's, that's good. That's beautiful. And yeah. actually, I'm, I'm glad that I know um, that I can pass you going to my work every day. Just, I keep an eye on you, vigilantly making sure that you're safe. I'm here for you, my man. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have a route? Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh- Okay, I guess you would, right? You don't yeah, just man. drive around aimlessly, like fuck. No, just, no, what they do is they're just like, here, here's the keys of the bus. Just do whatever the fuck you want. And I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> I love this job. <laughs> that's how Austin works. I don't know if you guys, if anyone listening, that's just it. Every bus driver you meet, they just do what they want. They don't care. <laughs> I've had a bus driver wreck a bus, get off of it call in and say hey man i'm gonna call in for the rest of the day They're like okay we're gonna have somebody come pick your bus up I'm like ah don't worry about it it's totaled then he just left wow <laughs> it was great it was great dang he was my hero um we had uh i went to the buzz and they had some stand-up comedy and this guy's like does anybody else smoke weed to make him a better driver he's like yeah me too man he's like my job hates it though i'm a, I'm a bus driver for the city <laughs> i was like oh lord yes <laughs> yes <laughs> I know that guy. What's going on, Michael? I'm going to make sure you listen to this. Oh. <laughs> There's like 12,000 people that work for the city. Don't worry. They're not going to find you, Michael Bigsby. You're good. Oh, Lord. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Michael Bigsby. <laughs> oh, now that you said it twice, he's screwed. He I, never stood I, a chance. I meant Ned Bigsby of Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide. That's... Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better days. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that we can reminisce. Yeah. Good times. Uh, life is but, life is worth it. Right? I mean, how else am I going to avoid doing homework while my mom's at work, you know? I mean, really. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Okay. Uh, terrible story. But I remember, uh, and yeah, we're jumping right into this one. Good. Nine, good. 9-11 happened. Mm. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was there, watched the whole thing, and it was sad. But I got home, 
and my dad picked me up, and I'm watching Cartoon Network, and Dragon Ball Z did not come on. And I got so mad. I was like, why? Why is Dragon Ball Z not on? He goes, son, there was a national tragedy. And I was like, I want to see Frieza get his ass kicked. <laughs> you weren't going to see that for 12 more episodes. Oh, no. <laughs> Those power-ups are a real bitch. <laughs> What's Especially the manga gotta... like? Just a, a volume of just him going, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's so perfect. I love it. I'm a comic book manga guy, so every time I read it and they're just, they're just giant pages of screaming, I'm like, well, I'm done with this chapter. <laughs> I'll wait till next week when they actually do something. I uh, I got lucky because uh, Marissa has way better tastes infinitely than uh, than myself. I, I watch mostly garbage, uh, and and she likes to yeah just slap me in the back of the head and say, hey, think for yourself. Try reading I don't know something by Brian K. Vaughan. And uh, <laughs> if you haven't read Why the Last Man or Saga, my God, so good. Really? Saga is not complete. They took a hiatus that was supposed to uh, come back uh, in 2020. Okay. But, you know, Rona does things. And then uh, sure. why, is, why is complete? They're actually making a network television show about it. I wow. think Fox slash now Disney might own it. Maybe Universal, if I'm getting wires crossed. But, yeah, he did, like, Runaways, uh, Marvel Runaways. He did oh, The Dome. Loved it. Loved yeah, it. He, yeah with, with Hank from Breaking Bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By the way, my favorite quote from Hank is, "How much for a Wendy, Wendy?" It's just the, it's the dumbest thing, but I love Stupid. his confidence. And he's got his his disabled freaking nephew there. <laughs> it's propositioning a prostitute for a blowjob, <laughs> using her name. It's just the greatest thing that I mean, Bravo Vince, truly Bravo Vince on that. Um. <laughs> but uh, right now I'm reading uh, Something is Killing the Children, and that was uh, a recommendation from a guy at Austin Books and Comics. Oh, my God. I love that place. I dropped, like, a few hundred bucks on Saga Comics and merch there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, if you That's scroll true. through... Uh, yes, and if you scroll through my eBay, it's it's more of the same. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what have you been reading, man? Uh, you know, I've just, I'm all over the place when it comes to, when it comes to my book. Uh, there's... I like – I've been just picking up some older books from uh, – not, not Barnes & Nobles. Why am I blanking on that? What is the bookstore I go to? Half-price, <laughs> uh, half sure, but they don't have a lot of like a specific uh, – really, I'm, uh, there's a book I'm reading called Bunker 41, Ooh. and it's, it's really nice. It's a fun little – not to ruin the book. Uh, it's a little – time travel-y uh for those that have read it for those that want to read it it's really it's really is interesting it's a lot of uh twists and turns to it um it's by uh, martin k bradley and then uh comic book wise i read it all everything that comes out I'm, I'm currently fascinated with the last ronin the tmnt series uh and if you don't know uh you have to turn it off now because i'm about to tell you they kill off every turtle except of course Raphael because oh, no. He's the only one that can do what needs to be done. Uh, they they destroyed Donatello with for no, like no regard to his life. It was just brutal. Michelangelo passed away just like a punk. Leonardo went down like a bitch. It was it's rough to read that. But when you have writers like um, Michael Cross and artists like uh, Vincent DiMario, uh, people that have been in so many different comic books that have been very influential. 
and they they weren't even like directly writing it or doing the illustration for it they were just guiding uh these guys and the the whole team at uh dark horse and bide in between uh the ones that kind of help uh, produce the last ronin um they've been doing fantastic stuff like really good stuff and i know a lot of people are gonna listen to this and be like wait a minute that's not the people that did less running those aren't the those aren't the people that did the graphic yes they're just collaborators they're helpers mm-hmm. uh like, like dark horse is a big name of course but they're you know they're just the top tier of multiple umbrella companies every time i talk about this stuff everyone's like that's stupid you're wrong i'm like well just just look into it but uh that that's what i'm that's what i'm really getting into right now and Honestly, it's it's just very nice to see like a different change of pace in these stories, uh, especially with the older ones like Bunker 41, because it's it has the ideas that people are putting in their books and movies now. They're like, oh, look at this revolutionary stuff. And I'm like, well, this book did it 12 years ago. This book, <laughs> this book was doing it 20 years ago, you know, uh, but it's it's nice that it's just coming come to light now. So uh, I'll take what I can get, honestly. <laughs> Uh, well, let me scrape your brain on that. Then, uh, what lessons have you learned from the literature you've been absorbing? Uh, there's one that's from. Uh, <laughs> okay, it's gonna sound a little awkward. I actually, I, I enjoy writing. I enjoy reading and writing. I don't get to do a lot of writing, but I've got, you know, of course, I just write whatever I can in my phone. So I've got notes, just tons of notes about just different story ideas and different books I want to do. And one that really kicked off this whole new book story for me that I wanted to give a try if I ever got the chance um, was uh, um, uh, The Alchemist Rival. Uh, I can't remember the Arthur right new, right new, but uh, I'm sure I got it somewhere around here. I'll have to, I'll find it later. But uh, in the book, it's like when we hit, I think the quote was, "When we hit our hardest, our lowest point, we're open to the to our greatest change." Or something like that hmm. and, and almost immediately i was like that is awesome but then in the book it was followed by a guy that was that was like you know what good is what good is change if you can only change yourself and you can't change anything else you can't change like your past or your or your future like those things uh, it was like a cynical look on it and i i appreciated that too so i just just from that one quote i was like i'm gonna write a whole book forget it i'm gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> That and uh, <laughs> uh, what what line was it? it was, um, God, I can't remember what what the line or where, where the show was that had the line. But the line was like, "What is a uh, oh, man?" It was it was like, "What is a what is a god to a non-believer?" And then what the the response was like, "What's a non-believer to?" It was something else that was epic. I got it somewhere around here in my notes too. I should pull it up, but. I can't. Whatever it was, I was like, oh, "This is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life." Like, I need, I need to write a story around that, and so I, I started just writing notes on that too. But that's, those are the two things that I got, or the two quotes that I got the most from, from it. Even though that second one really wasn't a quote, I gotta find the quote. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Are you, uh, are you a man of faith? I, no, no, I can't do it can't do it i uh my wife is and i respect her for it and i love her for it um because you know she believes wholeheartedly in her god and in her belief um she's a good christian woman i am agnostic as it would be uh because i don't want to be atheist because i feel like that's too aggressive it's just too mean <laughs> you know it's like your god is nothing how dare you um everything you know is a lie and i'm like eh, not really i mean there could be god 
and you know, oh, I, it's I don't want to be rude is what I'm trying to say here. I don't want to mm-hmm. sit here and be like, yeah, I don't believe in it. Um, and you shouldn't either. I, I just want to be, Hey, I don't believe in it, but that's okay because you're happy. You believe it. And that's, that's perfect for you. You deserve that. And I, I think that's, that's kind of what gets me, gets me through the whole thing of like religion and belief is that I don't need to believe it for other people to believe it and be happy. I can be happy just cause they're happy. So. Right. My religion is love, Justin. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> also, a quick a quick Google search will tell you that that the quote is, "What is a king to a god?" And the response is, "What is a god to a non-believer?" And I was I heard that and I was like, "Oh, oh my! I need I need this." <laughs> I don't know why it just struck of me. Also, it's the quote from literally a Dragon Ball Z abridged episode. Yes. It wasn't even a book. It was just an episode of a video that I was like, this is perfect. They did such a great job emerging uh, that series, dude. Fantastic job. I, I wish was... I had the skills they did. <laughs> oh, dude, they did it for like, what, five years? Uh, like 60 episodes in a few movies or something? Oh, I mean... yeah. Till they got stopped. Till they got stuffed by Funimation themselves. No, really? Mm-hmm. I thought they ended on sale because it was like a great stopping point. No, Funimation reached out to him and said, "Hey, look, you're you're not representing the series the way we want you to." So shut up, really? Yeah, yeah that's said, terrible. Well, but at that point they started jumping off and they did Helsing, a bridge. They did um, two or three other abridged series, and they had to stop that too because Funimation was like, "Hey, quit it!" And it finally they finally got canned. But because of them, there's a whole wave of new abridged shows like Full Metal Alchemist Abridged is fantastic. Sorted Online Abridged is fantastic. It's so funny, uh, so witty, and I mean you can't you can't find better writers than just random people that love the show and just wanted to just screw it off. It's so funny. <laughs> I want a Food Wars Abridged. If you've seen, oh it. my god, I love the whole series. I watched the whole thing. I, I uh... the whole thing, yeah. <clears throat> I uh, I don't like reading, you know, so I only listen to the English versions. <laughs> oh no, you're behind, my man. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, you I know are not gonna like happening. how it ends. I'll tell you that much. Mm, I've I've heard as much. Uh, yeah. Again, uh, Mr. Mr. Palmer definitely likes to dive into the full experience of uh, of Japanese anime and manga. Uh, yeah, he does. Yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> I I enjoyed the characters. Uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, I won't lie. Like, once they got past some of the more, you know, uh, fan service stuff, you actually start learning about food. Say it with pride. <laughs> uh, food gasms, if you will. Uh, but yeah, dude. It. Uh, <laughs> you're like. I won't lie, man. Like I want Babish to try and make some of these, mo- you know, <laughs> these food items. I, I could have swore he did. I know I that somebody on YouTube is doing it, and I, I, I've seen a few of them, and I'm like, that's fantastic. It's incredible, and they've always said that it tastes amazing. And I'm like, well, now I have to do it. Well, like the cheese so. stuff pasta in like the semifinals of one of them was like, oh my god, who thought of that? <laughs> oh, there's a dish towards the end of the last of uh, the last few episodes of the series. Where it is a uh, oh I'm not ruining anything if I tell you the dish it's it's a basic you know soup like a, like a ramen in a, in a sense but it's topped with a frozen not frozen a deep fried egg and the whole time everyone's trying to figure out how he did it like what makes it so special and why it's so delicious and all this stuff 
and he explains it in such an obscure way that I'm like, yeah, that's only a true like foodie and food genius could have thought like putting that in a manga would have been perfect or an anime. It's the only way that that works. And sure enough, it it, it does apparently. I checked the science; it works. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, yeah. Who who's your favorite character? Uh, I guess I'd be a punk if I said Soma. So I can't do that. Um, oh, do I say? I don't want to say his name because oh, it, okay. it would ruin it so, for you. To be announced, then? If you will. I mean, it's. I guess. I guess I could, but uh, you wouldn't. I mean, no one would know him unless you knew the series. It's. Oh crap! I. No, nah, I'll leave it as is because his name is. It's kind of important to the last se- last season of okay. who he is. So. Yeah, but I mean, if you watch it and you've seen the whole thing and you're listening, you already know who it is. Uh, he's he's kind of a big deal to the last series, to the last season. So he's that guy. He's fantastic. I love him. Terrible mm. character, god awful personality. But <laughs> but man, if he's just not awesome. <laughs> as a chef, or uh, yeah, as a chef, as a protagonist, or an antagonist, as a, as a rival in a sense. Um, it, it's it's really good. It kind of it, it ties a lot of things together. Um, that you see from the, I think it's the third plate. There's some stuff you find out in the third plate, and you're like, oh, I remember that scene. I remember this little exchange. It was real quick. It happened real fast, but I remember it. And that comes back to bite them in the in the fifth plate. So it's mm. really good. Yeah, it's a good I, series. Uh, Fantastic series. Again, I'm only on like season two, uh, but uh, Marissa and I really like uh, Aaron and Nakari. <laughs> I mean, how can you not? The God Tongue. God Tongue, man. I mean, just yeah. the, I love her delivery. Just like, oh my god, <laughs> it's very, <laughs> it's like passe bitchy, but it's <laughs> it gets so much worse. Really, it gets so much more good worse or like uh, bad. I don't know. That's up to you, my man. <laughs> you can't. It so I don't know. Worse. Like, I like I like uh, Louise and you know Bob's Burgers. Um, you know, I just like those characters, man, where they're just like sarcastic. Shaw. Yeah, yeah, dude, she's fantastic. I saw her live. Um, actually, uh, 2013, Marissa and I went to the Oddball Comedy Tour. Uh, I saw who was it? Kirsten Shaw. She came out dressed as a man and like did all these like college college rape jokes. And then it was like takes off the hat and went, "It was me the whole time." <laughs> uh, Hannibal Burris, uh, pre uh, Cosby fiasco, was there. Yeah. Um. Uh. Dimitri Martin. Oh, dude, I love Dimitri. Dem I try. Dem I try. I love him in We Bear Bears. Dude, he's great. Ice Bear. Yeah. Ice Bear. Yeah. Ice Bear's (laughs) the best. And then uh, a little known comic who only does uh, a couple of shows in in Ohio, uh, Dave Chappelle. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I don't think he's going to make it, my man. (laughs) I've I've heard of him, but I think he's really hitting a wall. I don't think he doesn't have much projection, if you ask me. Dude, he had the greatest joke of the entire show where uh, he comes out looking like uh, a swole-ass Gallagher, just like <laughs> with the mustache and, well, basically like the bit that he did, dude, like as Gallagher, like he <laughs> he looked like that, but like 60 pounds heavier. And there was one joke about how he was reading all these uh, comments talking about how his wife, you know, was this, that, and, you know, racist comments. And he's just like, I was reading these comments and just I didn't have the heart to tell her that it was me (laughs) (laughs) and and that killed and he paused and he looked at the audience and went holy shit there's a 12 year old in the front row 
Well, hey, little buddy, thanks for taking a break of beating your meat to be here. <laughs> and he goes, oh, no. don't, he goes, don't be embarrassed. Your dad does it, too. And he busts out laughing. He looks at the audience and goes, oh, shit, his dad just shrugged and went, eh. <laughs> It was fantastic, man. Oh, my God, that's bad. That's incredible. You can't, you can't miss those things. I wish, I wish I could go to more comedy clothes like that. Well, since Cap City's gone. There's really nothing else you can do. Oh, man. But that's fantastic. I love that. <laughs> I hope comedy doesn't turn into like Zoom meetings. Like that would be fucking terrible, man. Well, I um went to uh God, what is her name? Was it Chelsea Peretti? No, it wasn't Chelsea Peretti. God. Eliza Glacier, that's who it was. She did a a drive in a drive in comedy show. I didn't get the chance to go to it, but I, I was worked near it, so I was driving to it, and I had like a 30-minute break right next to the venue, and I was just sitting there listening to her show, and I'm like, this is comedy now. Just a bunch of people in their cars looking at a, a giant stage of a woman who's on a microphone with, I think it was like 15 loudspeakers just surrounding this open field. I was like, okay, this is comedy. Like she didn't even know if they were laughing or not. Like I could hear them. But there's no way she did. There's no what, way she did. What was her name? Is it uh, Isla, Isla Glacier? I can't remember. Oh, okay. Uh, is it Isla Glacier? Yeah, I got to... Right, see, now you got me. Now you got me thinking. Uh, well, I, I Googled. I see Nikki Glacier and Lana uh, Glacier. Is it Lana? Well, and then there's like a... Is... No, it's it not. Was, no, Alana Glacier. Alana Glacier was. It's not. What is it? cool? Now, now it's bugging me. Alana Glacier was the woman that I saw at. Um, uh, is it the Paramount? She was at the Paramount. That was the last live show mm. that people were able to like really go to. And, yeah. Yeah, because because she was part of. Uh, what was that? That Comedy Central show. Now, now it's bugging me. Hannibal Burst was on it as well. Um, it was, it was Alana Glacier and. Oh, I can't think of the other woman. Broad City. That's the Broad show. Broad City. Okay. That yeah. was the show. Okay. Yes, I saw her show, but there was someone else who did an outside concert, and I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, I'll find. Again, this is another thing that fact check me later. Come at me. Come, come talk to me. I'm gonna find. I'll remember it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, <laughs> the timeline's just... fantastic though. I uh, I saw Weird Al there back in the day doing his oh, wow. Poodle Hat tour. Yeah, I was in the very back, but dude, I was screaming every single lyric from. Oh God! Uh, oh man, now I'm blanking. Right? See, it has <laughs> <laughs> um, Amish Paradise. Yeah, from that to uh, yeah, just all kind of all the songs. And then um, I recently saw Bo Burnham there, man. That was pretty cool. Ah, oh, Bo. Bo's good. Uh, he, yeah, he is. I wish he had more work. I guess um, he had a show there for a while, and uh, yeah, I really respected him as a comedian. Well, I still do, but I haven't really seen anything recently. You know. All right. I found the name, and this is my bad. It's ridiculous because her name is Eliza Schlesinger. 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 But she, she I don't know. I don't, yeah, she had a, an outdoor comedy show. Okay. And it was good. It was really good. And I've seen her performances before. She's fantastic. She's a really good comedian. Uh, I should have remembered her name. That's my fault. Uh, you know, because I'm a man and uh, she's a woman comic, so I'm just like, eh, it is what it is. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, she she was fantastic though. But that, I feel like that's the future of of comedy and of of you know shows now. It's just giant venues, people sit in your car, and you just you just listen from your car. That's that's all it is. Yeah, man. No, I uh, 
I was going to do some stand-up before this whole thing, and then, yeah, I haven't been able to. Oh, my God, me too. I, I Every time I drive around in the bus, I'm thinking, like, man, that's a funny joke. I should, I should write that down, or I should do this. Yes. Thing. You know, RIP to every single idea I've had in the middle of the night and been too lazy to write down <laughs> in my notepad. Every day, my man. Like, I'm just like, I can pull this bus over right now and just put it in my phone. I'm like, no, that's too much. It's not happening. <laughs> it's, it's rough too because you're just like this is perfect people would love this and you just give up on it <laughs> yeah man it's it's either like timing or you know uh, oh i need a specific camera angle to get this joke <laughs> i i just i just know that you know my my humor is not for everybody and uh, i know that if in an austin comedy club probably wouldn't do so hot <laughs> so so I just say, you know what? Maybe they won't like these jokes. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, a uh, uh, lot more self hate than I want it to be. And then when it comes out to like hating other people, that's when it gets real, real mean. And I'm like, yeah, they wouldn't, they wouldn't care for that, would they? Well, is it, is it more sardonic or? Uh, it's, uh, it's more bitter. Mm. Uh, if you want to say. <laughs> no, it's, it's. It's it's fine. It's fun. So that's how I see it. And if anyone gets upset about it, I'm like, eh, okay, it wasn't meant to be. No point. <laughs> no point in writing it down. Well, that's how I, that's how I justify my laziness. I uh, yeah, I look forward to doing one someday. I have a I have a pretty good uh, closure. It's like um, you know, stand up comedy is a lot like stripping. You know, you're exposing don't, your. Don't burn it here. Don't burn it here. Don't, uh, don't let this be the one. <laughs> a word. All right. Come on out to the buzz mill and like. Six months and see. All right. So, how much money is the buzzmill paying you? Because that's four times you've dropped them, and I don't appreciate it. You know, in, in honesty, they're they're okay. <laughs> Not to oh, shit on a no. video. Oh no. Well, yeah, what are you gonna do they, now? I wish they could hold bigger venues because, like, the stage is like off to the left, and you can only really have four rows and then like four tables on the left side and then you're over like the right side is like just off into a completely different area with like a food truck separating them so like i've seen a lot of stand-up where people are just having a conversation over there and you're like this guy's doing a set <laughs> shut the fuck up <laughs> but dude there's been some good stuff uh one dude talked about having to try smoke out of a uh, a melon so he cut two holes in it and him, him and his friend tried to smoke out of it and they couldn't get it to work, so they bailed and they threw it in the uh, the yard. And they woke up the next morning, and his mom and his dad had the melon sitting on the counter. Uh, uh, and they're like, "You guys want to, guys want to tell us why there's two holes cut in this desecrated melon?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "And we didn't want to tell him, but we were smoking weed." He's like, "So you know, I'm probably gonna take to the grave that my dad believes that my friend and I fucked this melon." <laughs> <laughs> That's so perfect. I, oh I, I my had, god! I, I was like, that was that was fucking amazing. That was the joke of the night. <laughs> I wish I remembered his name, dude, but he's not tonight. Hey, if you're listening, dude, come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get him. That's how you get him. <laughs> that's how you get him, man. You just an obscure joke that no one will remember that it was told maybe twice in one. Night. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, oh, man, posted this is... on a posted on a Craigslist misconnections. Like you told a joke, I laughed. DM me for your podcast. <laughs> That's how I found my wife. That's, <laughs> That's how you found your wife. <laughs> yeah, you know, just misconnection. I was like, you told, I told a joke. You told a joke. Mine was funnier. Uh, 
just let me know. Let me know if that's you. And it took about two minutes. Then I got a got a response. It's perfect. So <laughs> been together for you know eight years now. It's great. <laughs> oh man, this was a blast. This was fun. I enjoyed every bit of this. Yeah, man. No, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, glad we were able to iron out a time together. And jeez, uh, bang out almost two hours. I know. I saw that, and I was like, "Oh no!" It's like my kids are gonna be so mad. I haven't put them to bed yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're they're very uh, patient and understanding uh, uh, little people, so I appreciate that. So I yeah, open man. this door and get yelled at. <laughs> what do you foresee being yelled at about? Uh, because I was not there to read them a story or give them hugs or kisses or tell them how great they are and how terrible a father I am by oh. not doing those things. So. Um, which I know it's 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 a lie. It's not true, but um, they say it to hurt me because they they enjoy one the look on my face and two the taste of my tears. So yeah, welcome there to fatherhood, sp- my man. <laughs> Is there a special cup you keep your tears in? <laughs> no, they go straight into their mouth like birds. Like <laughs> just, just I just lean over and they just they just sop it up. It's num, 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 num. so. Well, uh, where can the uh, where can the audience find you, man? And is there any parting advice you want to give to them? Uh, yeah, you can always yeah. You just search me on Facebook, Eric Eric Munoz. I'm I'm there. I I don't do anything else really. And if I did, it'd be a lie because I don't get on Twitter enough. I mean, you can find me at Twitter at two t o o underscore pro. Uh, that's pretty much my gamer tag because the fact of the matter is I'm better than you at most video games ever. And if I'm not, then you're cheating. Uh, <laughs> Hacks or <laughs> what a hack. Um, and if, if you've got the time, uh, actually next, starting up next year, I've got a bunch of different, um, podcasts that I'm restarting or redoing, um, with a bunch of, a good group of my friends that I've had before. And I have a few episodes already built up. I'm just doing the editing and I, I want to let them out, um, at the start of the new year come January. So if you're listening to this and it's after January 1st, uh, feel free to listen to the broadcast. It's just me and a group of my friends just talking about anything and everything, um, we should have already five episodes loaded on the first the first of uh, January when you get to that. Uh, Sibling Rivalry is a podcast I do with my sisters where we pick random topics from, you know, like anything like what is the best uh, cartoon show on Cartoon Network from the 90s. And we each pick a different show, pick one out of a hat, and we let uh, the listeners decide who won after we discuss our debate. And then uh, we have Sports Squawk, which is my sports podcast show that – uh, that's also all three of these are coming out January 1st and we're going to start with that one on uh, the Monday after that. So we're going to just do hopefully every week it'll be you know sports talk after the Sunday games. But yeah, that's a lot of content, man. Very ambitious. Uh... Uh, yeah, well, I've done it. I've been doing it for a while now. And I the thing is, is I've got a bunch of the first two, the broadcast and the sibling rivalry already saved up. And so I'm just going to be knocking those out back to back. But the. The sports one is one that we're just going to we, – we've got a good few guests that are going to come on for the first two months, brand new guests. And then I told them after that, you know, I'd like to do some recurring ones. So we're going to have a new person on every every week for the first two months and uh, go from there. Awesome, man. Well, to uh, answer that question of uh, greatest cartoon in the 90s, it's definitely The Courage of the Cowardly Dog uh, fighting oh, me over that. dare you. Hell <laughs> dare you my sister we didn't we picked from a hat every episode we put all the cartoon shows in one we didn't get courage uh i got johnny bravo uh my younger sister got uh, the power of girls and my other sister got uh coward chicken so 
Oh, we're gonna put this. <laughs> yeah. So we we argued back and forth for about an hour on that, and once uh once we put that out there, we're gonna give it a week, and I'm gonna see how Twitter does with it. And at the beginning of the episode for the next episode, I'm just gonna announce who won, and we're going to definitive definitively prove who is my mother's favorite child through this show. <laughs> so that's how that's gonna go. That's <laughs> Well, Eric, it's been real good catching up, man. Um, I'm glad we did this. I'm, I'm glad we were able to iron out some time. So I really yeah. appreciate it. You and me both, man. I really enjoyed this. This is great. You have something incredible going on here, and I hope you stick with it for a long time. Thanks, man. Well, uh, to everybody else, we're going to go ahead and push through and, and do our best to keep content coming. So uh, look out for more. And, uh, again, look for Eric's stuff as well. Um, those sound pretty good. I'll definitely give him a listen. So Awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate you, man. All right. This is fun. <laughs> Later. <laughs>